Why the Lord of the Rings is not in public domain? Who owns intellectual property rights to Tolkien's legacy? Uh, is the Rings of Power adaptation or just a fan fiction? And do the heirs of uh, Tolkien uh, own intellectual property rights to Quenya? This is Podcast Copycast. Um, my name is Viktor Gorsky-Machalov. My name is Antonin Drusak. Uh, we are here today to speak about uh, Tolkien's legacy and of course of course we will have all our answers in maybe 30 minutes. Uh, set the speed of this video or this podcast to 1.25 <laughs> I suppose and shall start. Uh, well, uh, the first question, have you ever read uh, The Lord of the Rings or just watched movies? Yeah, I, I, I read it. Uh, I watched uh, all the movies, uh, but uh, but I, I, I don't think that uh, I really uh, carefully watched it. You know, when you sit down before your television and you um, starts the first film in, of, of course, in uh, uh, version of Peter Jackson in uh, director's cut, and you, uh, I don't know, spend a lot, uh, around 12 hours of your life to uh, fully watch it for, of course, one time. I never did it, but uh, I know that a lot of people do that every oh. year. Or maybe every season. I've read uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy um, a few weeks ago, my first time, and um, actually my first uh, thought was uh, that the language uh, in this book is quite old-fashioned, you know, is really old. A lot of old words and phrases, and it looks like that the, um, the work is very old, and uh, it looks like it must be in public domain, but it's not. Uh, of course it's not, uh, because there's no lot of time uh, since the death of uh, John Ronald Rule Tolkien. And uh, we can just uh, think about it and uh, we can use the Copyright Designs and Patents Act of uh, Great Britain, uh, which is dated on uh, 1988 and uh, see there that uh, it should be 70 years from the death of the author to work to be in public domain. But, but, but this is the simple answer and uh, a lot of people uh, use this answer, but it's not exactly and it's not quite, maybe it's not quite uh, full answer to our question because uh, we of course should use uh, other act which uh, was in force when uh, Tolkien first uh, published his uh, books and his works and of course when he died. But this is the uh, not simple answer, this is the right answer. But still Lord of the Rings is not uh, in the public domain. No one uh, work and no one book uh, for which Tolkien is an author uh, is not in public domain now. Uh, and uh, moreover, in different countries this uh, term 
after which uh, the work uh, um, becomes a public domain uh, differ. Uh, so uh, it means that in different countries, um, works of uh, John Ronald Royal Tolkien will be in public domain in different uh, years. And, uh, but, but in some countries, uh, there is a rule that in case uh, in the country where the work was published first, um, this work uh, becomes public domain. Yeah, it, then in our country, transfers, yeah. uh, this work also becomes public domain quite yeah. easy. Yeah, of course, but, but you know, it's the general story uh, about uh, any franchise you want and any, any franchise you want to use. Uh, first, uh, first of all, uh, all of creators look uh, for uh, United States market, maybe in the United States jurisdiction and uh, maybe European Union and in uh, sometimes uh, something like China market and India market. So the, the really huge ones. And uh, if the Lord of the Rings or other works uh, created by Tolkien is in public domain in maybe maybe is in public domain now in some uh, small country or a small jurisdiction uh, you will never uh, want to to use this and to create any content uh, with uh, Tolkien's franchise because you never uh, get back your investments uh, there because you can't use it still in uh, every single giant market on the earth Sure. <laughs> so, anyway, works of uh, John Ronald Royal Tolkien uh, are not in public domain right now, and it looks like they will be in public domain in 20 years or something like that. It doesn't matter. So, uh, it would be interesting to understand who owns uh, copyrights to all these works uh, that was created by Tolkien. And uh, usually the answer uh, looks uh, a bit confusing or very confusing for a lot of people who are, are trying to understand this issue. But uh, I have made a small investigation and it looks like it's not uh, so complex as I thought. Because, um, because actually we have two main players who own um, some intellectual property rights uh, to works created by Tolkien or and any legacy of Tolkien. Uh, the first player, the main player, uh, is uh, the Tolkien estate. This is a foundation uh, ruled by uh, heirs of uh, Tolkien uh, and they, uh, by default, own uh, copyright to all books created yeah, by to, Tolkien. To every work, yeah, and to everything every what uh, Tolkien uh, created uh, yeah. while he was alive, of course. Yes, and by default, they also uh, have uh, any right to adapt these um, this works, make films, games, and so on. But uh, before uh, his death, uh, John uh, Ronald Royal Tolkien um, sold some part of his exclusive rights to uh, some company named, uh, excuse me, something United Artists or something like that. 
some company in America and um, in a few years, as I understand, this company sold these exclusive rights to adapt The Lord of the Rings novel and The Hobbit to uh, the Soul Zen's company. Uh, its company who uh, was ruled by Soul Zen's. Uh, and uh, it means that this company, Soul Zen's company, in particular uh, the Middle-earth uh, enterprises, the um, uh, legal entity that owns this part of copyright. And this Middle-earth enterprises uh, has uh, exclusive rights to uh, adapt the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So it means they uh, have exclusive right to make films, games, some adaptations and so on. And in um, 2022, Middle-earth enterprises was uh, bought from uh, Solzhen's company uh, by some other company. I embrace a group. Embrace a group is one of the huge uh, companies which makes uh, any entertainment content. They are strong uh, actor on the uh, games market. They are uh, trying now, as I understand, to uh, get some. Uh, positions on the film or serious markets, so it's really a huge company. And uh, 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 this deal uh, didn't change anything, so we still have two main uh, players in this market of Lord of the Rings. If but, but, but. Uh, I just want to su summarize that. Uh, so, if you want to, um, if you want to adapt in any way uh, the Lord of the Rings novel or The Hobbit. Uh, you should uh, get permission from uh, the Middle-earth enterprises. But if you want to do anything else... So yeah, in, in all other cases, you should uh, go to Tolkien Estate, to right, Tolkien's air. Yeah, but uh, I think we should mention that. Uh, in a adaptation here means uh, not only new uh, fun fiction, you know, uh, it means uh, to create any new content which is not uh, a book itself. So if you want to reprint or, uh, yeah, if you want to reprint uh, Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit in its original and you want to print books and sell them, you of course should uh, uh, still go to Tolkien Estate, not to the Middle Earth Enterprises because they uh, only have the rights to for all of the adaptations when you uh, change the form of your work. And uh, what is really interesting here is that we uh, never saw, as I understand this correctly, we never saw the original license or we, we can't do it easily. Of course, some of us, some of uh, humans, human beings uh, had seen this license, but uh, we don't have it uh, in uh, internet or something like that. And we don't know what exactly was uh, stipulated in this original license between John Tolkien and uh, United Artists in uh, uh, 1968. Uh, so it creates a lot of problems there and a lot of disputes there. 
And uh, I, I even not, uh, I'm not sure even that uh, it was license agreement. Maybe it was just a, a agreement uh, about um, some. Maybe United Artists just bought uh, some piece of uh, exclusive rights, uh, but this is just a legal issue and legal details. Legal details. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but but the reality here is uh, is the following. Uh, Middle Earth Enterprises, which uh, is the part of uh, Embracer Group now, um, already creates video games, films, uh, series or... Tabletop. Tabletop games, games yeah. Uh, so a lot of uh, entertainment, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings franchise. Yes, and uh, it's important to understand that um, it's not only about copyrights. Middle-earth uh, enterprises also registered hundreds of uh, trademarks uh, protecting some elements of the world of uh, the Lord of the Rings, like such words as uh, Hobbit, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Baggins, Bilbo, Frodo, Aragorn, The Return of the King, Gollum, Gandalf, uh, Galadriel, and so on, and so on, and so on. And uh, the Tolkien estate, who uh, is ruled by heirs of Tolkien, owns um, much less trademarks. Uh, as I understand, they own such trademarks as Tolkien, Silmarillion, and uh, signature of Tolkien. So everything which uh, is not connected with the uh, with with this ad adaptation movie. rights, which was transferred, which was gave to. Uh, Middle-earth enterprise uh, in final. So, uh, you know, it's uh, again, it's very interesting because they uh, their trademark portfolio is uh, filled uh, with the word trademarks where uh, this uh, such a cool trademarks like uh, visual trademarks or sound trademarks or I don't know, uh, other sensible trademarks they don't have it. It's, uh, I, I think a lot of these trademarks um, owned by Warner Brothers, uh, the company uh, who owns uh, copyrights to film uh, based on The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And uh, yes, of course, uh, Warner Brothers did these films uh, under the license uh, agreement with uh, Middle Earth Enterprises, but uh, these films are they own works, uh, copyrights to these films belongs to uh, Warner Brothers and I think that they registered some visual trademarks and maybe sound trademarks. And this is interesting that even after the day when The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit uh, become, um, become public domain, the Middle Earth Enterprises and the Tolkien Estate will still own trademarks for some key keywords like The Hobbit. And it's important because, um, for example, the Middle-earth uh, enterprises uh, of, um, often uh, attacks uh, some companies and people who are trying to use the word Hobbit or other words from the Lord of the Rings in commercial way. Yeah, the, the most interesting story there is uh uh, it originates from 1970s, uh, where uh, Dungeons and Dragons 
uh, first or maybe something like that. was on uh, her dawn I say it like that uh, and um, they created uh, a lot of rules for their uh, game for a role-play game and uh, use uh, their uh, word Hobbit, they came to Dungeons and Dragons and said, uh, you can't use this word Hobbit because it is uh, it was cr created uh, first time by Tolkien and uh, now we have uh, a trademark uh, for this word, so you should take it away. Oh, I, I remember, uh, now this company who owns uh, Intellectual property rights to Dungeons and Dragons yeah. is w the Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, the Wizards of the Coast, yeah, of course. And uh, we never uh, saw after that uh, any Hobbit in Dungeons and Dragons in D&D. And we uh, just see the word Halfling to, uh, to mention this race to... Uh, and what, what's more interesting that Halfling is the synonym in uh, Tolkien's uh, franchise and Tolkien's legendarium for Hobbit. So Hobbit and Halfling is uh, the same things. Uh, but um, Halfling as a word has uh, wider use than uh, Hobbit. Uh, and the first time it was uh, mentioned by other author, not by uh, Tolkien. So the Halfling is still there in D&D and Halfling in uh, it, uh, yeah, Halflings are in other games, in other uh, franchises and Hobbits is uh, not. Uh, actually, there are a lot of many other funny issues uh, with intellectual property connected uh, to Dungeons and Dragons. For example, um, some years ago, uh, the Wizards of the Costs uh, asked uh, a, a studio, some studio named uh, White Wolf or, or something like that, to create uh, some adventures for Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, this studio, White Wolf, uh, they uh, got a license for some uh, common content related to the world uh, of Dungeons and Dragons. But uh, this uh, license um, didn't include um, um, the Pantheon of Gods. So mm. the studio, uh, they was forced to create th uh, their uh, own names for the same gods. Uh, yeah, uh, something like that uh, happened before in our history, you know, then. <laughs> Uh, then some uh, guy was uh, lived in Greece and uh, made his way to Rome and create <laughs> Rome and create uh, Roma uh, Rome Empire and Rome Republic and they had uh, the pantheon of gods which are really Greece gods but with you know other names. Maybe the ancient Rome uh, had uh, some intellectual property rights to uh, their gods. That's why Greeks uh, had to create their own names mm. for the same gods, actually. Maybe, maybe like that. Okay. Uh, I, I think we will discuss it a little bit later when we will speak about uh, Kenya. Okay. Uh, 
as we discussed, uh, some rights uh, related to adaptation of uh, The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, uh, it would be um, nice to discuss a bit about uh, Rings of Power TV yeah, series. Yeah, because, because uh, as, as you could uh, think, there are two main players, yeah? It's uh, the Tolkien, uh, Tolkien heirs, Tolkien uh, estate, yeah? Or Tolkien estate, and uh, Middle-earth enterprise. And now we have third player a really huge player, maybe uh, maybe greater than two of uh, these companies together. Why? Why is just uh, Amazon? If you mean Amazon, yeah, I mean they're, Amazon. They're just a licensor. Like yeah, they're Warner just Brothers. licensor, but but they are bigger. They have uh, oh, yes. a lot of money, a, a, lot of a money. really a lot of money. And uh, in 2017, uh, they bought a license uh, for. 250 million dollars, just a license, just a license uh, with the budget, with a price uh, of, I don't know, with a price of production of new video game. It's uh, and, uh, or maybe some film. Yeah, sure. And it, it looks like that this license includes only uh, the rights to create just TV series and maybe only five seasons uh, TV series based on The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and that's all. And it's a bit funny because this TV series is not about the third age it's that is related about to The Lord, Lord of the, the Rings, Rings. and it's about, about Silmarillion. Yeah. Uh, this TV series is about the uh, events that happened in uh, the other book of Tolkien, Silmarillion, and um, and they didn't bought rights to this uh, book. So uh, the main question, one of the main questions, is uh, what is their uh, TV series is based on? And the answer is that the TV series about Silmarillion is not based on Silmarillion. It is based on the appendix to the Lord of the Rings, because maybe if you uh, ever read uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you know that after the first, the third uh, part, uh, there is also um, an appendix where we can uh, read um, some details uh, of history of Middle Earth related to the Second Age. Yeah, and this these details after became uh, became Silmarillion. Sil <laughs> after it became Silmarillion, and of course, uh, uh, there is a clash between uh, IP rights to the Lord of the Rings and to Silmarillion. And uh, Amazon guys, they, uh, they are in position when they have right for one part of Legendarium of uh, Tolkien, and they create content uh, related to other part and this is really funny and uh, this is because uh, Amazon can't use uh, a lot of things which uh, after uh, which after appears in the Silmarillion they uh, only can make their fan fiction about that based on uh, based on what uh, Tolkien uh, gave us in 
appendix to um, to the Lord of the Rings. And this is really funny because 250 million dollars, and they are in such a uh, in such a bad position now. Um, but it, it looks like that uh, they uh, had a plan to make TV series um, related more to the Third Age and the Lord of the Rings, uh, some prequel about Gimli or Legolas or something like that. And it looks like it anyway would be um, uh, some fan fiction, but about Lord of the Rings. But now they make uh, fan fiction about... Fan fiction. Fan, fan fiction <laughs> about uh, Silmarillion. Some sources. Uh, say that um, Amazon came directly to Tolkien Estate to obtain a license to uh, adapt The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit as uh, a TV series. And um, this story uh, is based on some idea that Tolkien um, saw in... Uh, in 70s. In 70s. He, he didn't mention series yeah, in, yeah. in his when, original when, license. When he sold some exclusive rights to United Artists and uh, Soul Zines Company, uh, he didn't, sold, didn't sell uh, any copyrights related to adaptation just in TV series. But I don't believe in this version uh, in two reasons. The first reason is that uh, it looks like we know that in 2017, uh, the Tolkien estate and the Middle Earth Enterprises um, settled um, the lawsuit uh, that came yeah. from uh, 2012. And uh, they um, um, concluded some secret agreement about what exactly Middle Earth uh, can do with the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit um, and what uh, Tolkien estate uh, owns. Exactly, and um, I, I think that they are uh, they was forced to make this uh, settlement in uh, lawsuit because uh, you know uh, this is the court hearings and this is the case and you never know what you will have at the end of this case and uh, not talking estate not uh, Middle Earth enterprise wanted to have such a, a court decision because. Uh, one of them uh, would lost his part of rights. Uh, maybe, maybe they never had it, but they thought they have. And uh, of course, uh, they wanted to settle this as they both agree, not like uh, court decide. Sure. And uh, we know uh, some sources say about it that Tolkien estate. Uh, united with uh, Middle Earth Enterprises after this settlement of the lawsuit to find someone to create TV series based on Tolkien's legacy. Uh, and um, there, were, there was some competition between HBO, Netflix and Amazon and uh, the Amazon won. And uh, it looks like that Amazon anyway uh, made an agreement with uh, not only Tolkien Estate, but with uh, the Middle Earth Enterprises. Moreover, we know that uh, the name of the TV series um, 
the name is Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power. So uh, you can't use this Lord of the Rings at the start of your name uh, if you are Amazon uh, who uh, negotiated and who agreed only with the Tolkien estate because Tolkien estate uh, doesn't have rights to for any adaptation of the Lord of the Rings book. So uh, and this is adaptation and you you never. Uh, could do this and uh, uh, Tolkien estate uh, doesn't have a right to trademark of the Lord of the Rings which uh, uh, are obtained by uh, Middle Earth Enterprise so these two clues uh, makes uh, make us uh, believe that this agreement between Amazon from one side was uh, made with together a Tolkien estate uh, and uh, Middle Earth Enterprise on the other side. So, yes, and uh, it looks like really um, Amazon, it looks like Amazon, I, th I have two versions. Uh, on one hand, maybe Amazon concluded uh, a license agreement only with Middle Earth Enterprises and then just uh, gave without uh, uh, Tolkien Estate? Without Tolkien Estate, I mm. just got some uh, advices from Tolkien Estate about how to make the TV series um, uh, to be alongside with uh, uh, other Tolkien's uh, works. Or maybe it uh, was the agreement with three parties, Amazon, the Middle Earth Enterprises and Tolkien Estate in some way. But actually it doesn't matter, we have uh, what we have and it looks like Really, Amazon bought 250 billion of dollars just to make a TV adaptation for appendix of the Lord of the Rings. But okay, okay. But but they still have brand Lord of the Rings. They have it in the name of his uh, their series, and of course. Uh, I don't know what term of this uh, their agreement is, but maybe sometime in future they will have an option, just an option uh, today, uh, to create something in the Lord of the Rings uh, franchise in the third uh, era, third, third age, third age, third age of uh, Tolkien's Legendarium. So this is the end of the first age of our Tolkien's podcast. So if you want to know what is with Quenya, with Elfish language, with what was totally created by uh, Tolkien himself and what uh, intellectual property right appeared or disappeared sometime for this uh, language, you shall subscribe uh, to our channel and uh, wait for the next uh, episode. and. Uh, Maybe you want to uh, give us any uh, thumbs up or maybe heart or something like that. Uh, subscribe and wait and uh, it was very nice today to speak with you, our, uh, <coughs> our Ciao. subscribers. Ciao. 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 <laughs>